I'm your host, Lillian Yang. And I'm your host, Fakri Shafai. You are listening to Food Nonfiction. Today, we're going to talk about fruit flies and how they appear out of nowhere. Back when I had my first apartment, I have to admit it wasn't very clean and I would leave dishes out, but more importantly, I would always buy fruit, but then I would never eat it. Especially with bananas, they go bad so quickly. So eventually, fruit flies would just appear. A long time ago, people used to believe that living creatures, like fruit flies, could transform out of any other material. It wasn't clear what type of matter could generate living things. For instance, one living thing could come from another living thing, like a plant, or it might come from a non living thing, for example, sand or water. This idea was called the doctrine of spontaneous generation. It was also known as Aristotelian abiogenesis because it was something that Aristotle believed in. Because Aristotle believed in spontaneous generation, the concept was popular from Aristotle's time, somewhere between 384 and 322 BCE, all the way to the 1600s. In 1668, the Italian physician Francesco Redi conducted a now famous experiment. This experiment refuted the idea of spontaneous generation. Why he ever challenged Aristotle's idea of spontaneous generation is a lovely story. Francesco Redi had read the Iliad, the ancient Greek poem set during the Trojan War. In the 19th book, Achilles asks his mother to take care of his friend Patroclus's body. Achilles was worried about worms breeding and burrowing in the corpse. When Francesco Redi read this, he wondered why anyone would try to protect a body from worms if worms could, according to Aristotle, spontaneously generate from rotting meat. Redi wrote, quote, I started to doubt whether the worms were generated directly from the putrefying flesh rather than being the consequence of egg deposition by flies. Redi did some simple but effective experiments. He put raw meat in jars. One of which he covered with gauze so that only air could get in, and the other which he left open. Maggots were only found growing on the meat in the open jar and not the gauze covered jar, so these results did not support the idea of spontaneous generation. That is really good news to me, because if fruit flies don't spontaneously generate from meat and produce, then maybe we have a better chance of keeping them out of our kitchens. There are two main ways fruit flies get into your kitchen. One, some fruit fly laid eggs on your produce that you bought at the grocery store and you carried it in. If you wash the fruit, it'll be okay so long as you bought the fruit fresh. When fruit becomes overripe, it is soft and allows fruit flies to burrow in and get their eggs below the surface of the fruit. Two, You left fruit out on the counter too long, and the smell of rotting fruit attracted fruit flies from outside. And since they're so tiny, they can find ways in, even if your window screen is closed. When fruit becomes overripe and starts to rot, the juices inside start to ferment. Fermentation happens inside of yeast and bacteria, and that's the process that turns sugar into alcohol, acids, or gases. Fruit flies love it all. They love yeast and bacteria, and they love the sugar and the alcohol that comes from the yeast and the bacteria fermenting. According to the Bug Squad, 
A fruit fly can lay up to 500 eggs within 60 hours of coming out of its shell. I feel like most of our listeners might already know how to get rid of fruit flies, but if not, then this is how I've done it before. So I would get a container of some kind, maybe a cup. Then I would put something yummy inside, like Coca-Cola. I'd cover the top with saran wrap. Then what you do is you poke a couple holes in the saran wrap that are just small enough for the fruit flies to get in. And they'll come in because they're attracted to whatever you've put inside as bait. But they're too dumb to get out, so you'll just see them flying around on the inside. Oh, and also, of course, you have to clean up your kitchen and get rid of any old fruit. Be sure to also clean your drains because they can eat little bits of stuff stuck onto your drains, too. Some people also use glass bottles with just a bit of beer at the bottom. Then they add a paper funnel and use that to make the exit hole even smaller. It's the same idea that they can get in, but they can't make it back out. You'll notice that we keep mentioning alcohol as fruit fly bait. Turns out that fruit fly larvae have a really high tolerance to alcohol, partly because consuming alcohol helps them fight off wasp parasites that like to lay eggs in them. We talk about getting rid of the annoying fruit fly, but they're actually important for genetic research as a model organism. The fruit fly is from the genus Drosophila, which means dew lover. And there are over 900 species in the genus Drosophila. The species you've probably had in your kitchen is the common fruit fly, also known as Drosophila melanogaster. This species appears to have evolved in Southeast Asia before spreading around the world. According to the book Lord of the Fly, Drosophila Genetics and the Experimental Life, the common fruit fly probably spread to North Africa on slave ships and spread to the Americas via the Mediterranean traveling north along international rum and sugar trade routes. Later on, after the American Civil War, 1861 to 1865, they would have also spread via the growing transport of fresh fruits. The common fruit fly was first seen in North America in the 1870s. Just a quick tip for you food buffs, my cousin Sara gave me the brilliant idea of actually keeping a small container for your food scrapings and putting that in the freezer until you have a a chance to go out and throw it into the green waste bin. So that way it keeps fruit flies from multiplying on your counters and keeps it from stinking your fruit from stinking up the place and you don't have to make a million trips back and forth for just a little bit of vegetable matter. That's an awesome tip. If I can get my act together, I will will do that too. So thank you for listening in. We love all of you food buffs, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our show if you haven't subscribed. And as we always say, reviewing helps us a lot. So please, if you like the show, support us by giving us a review in iTunes. Have a great week. Bye.